Hello everyone, thanks for tuning in. You are listening to Captain Roy's Rusty Rocket Radio Show, the UK Geek Science Fiction, Fantasy and Horror Podcast, episode 472, recorded on Monday the 2nd of January 2023 at 22.55.20. I'm doing things a little different today. How many times have you heard that? But today I'm sitting down rather than standing up, although I prefer standing up. I'm just too knackered to stand up tonight. I also have Snap Timer running on my computer, so that every 20 minutes I'll take a break. Gotta do something about my back. Already put the liniment on. (laughs) My back is not good. Let's start this thing then. Pre-show. I talked so much about every geek thing imaginable over the many holiday shows that there seems to be little left to say. Judging by the show notes that I have added to today, I was wrong. Very wrong. There is much to say. I say... Let's do the show in the main section of the show. There is only one major thing to talk about, and that is Happy Birthday, Blake 7. Terry Nation's fantastic, fabulous, brilliant British cult science fiction series about convicts fighting black-clad fascists in the future in space was first broadcast on the 2nd of January 1978. I think I was there watching that on my parents' television back in South London on that day, I think. I can never be sure about the first episode of any show because this was way before the internet, and unless you bought TV Times or Radio Times or one of your parents bought a newspaper, you were in the dark as to what was on. I think I was there. But I've certainly seen the first episode many times since. When I was a teen, I collected the first Two years, maybe three years of Blake 7 magazine. I didn't keep them in pristine condition, though. No one did that back then. I cut out the posters, slapped them on my wall. It was glorious. Those magazines have long since gone. But I do love Blake 7. We've already lost Paul Darrow and Jacqueline Pierce and who knows how many others. Adding to the list is Stephen Grief, who died on the 23rd of December, just before Christmas. So R.I.P. Stephen Grief, 1944-2022. Stephen Grief played the iconic and best version of evil space commander Travis on the show. I do remember him not really thinking that he was evil, but he certainly was. Do you remember him with his bionic eye patch and his laser on 
Destructor. I think that's what it was called. No, sorry. Laser-on Destroyer. Built into his missing hand. And he would use it by pointing his finger. He had a ring on the finger. The energy source, I assume. If you want to hear more about what I have to say on Blake 7, I've put a link to a blog post that I wrote back in 2011. It's not the best blog post, but it's certainly enthusiastic. I was not yet paid to write anything, so it was just a normal person's prose, let's say. I've got to go back in there and at least check the grammar. There's also a link to my Twitter feed where I've mentioned Blake7, and I have done that a lot. I think the earliest tweet I could find was from back in 2016. And if you want even more than that, I reference the show frequently in this podcast. That is it for the strictly geekly science fiction, fantasy and horror content this week. We've got a lot of chat about tech and geek life in general. Let's do that now. Let us start off with Shotcut, which is pants. Although I didn't say that before. I tried Shotcut the open-source video editor, back in podcast 434. It didn't work, but then I tried another version a few weeks ago, and it worked just fine, and it was easy to use. I was really impressed, because I'm not a video editor, and bam! I was about to return to YouTube as a YouTuber, as well as a podcaster. Unfortunately, there's always an unfortunately in my stories. In pod 465, I reported a dinner tray sledging experience. Yeah, you really can't make this stuff up about my life. I, of course, wanted to upload a video of me sliding down a large snow-covered hill to YouTube, but Shotcut crashed repeatedly when starting to import the footage. And this is just from a normal smartphone. I'm really disappointed. That really sucks. Shotcut, get your act together. I titled this next item... (laughs) Micro USB Podcastus Interruptus. That is because I had to interrupt the edit of pod 471, that was the last one we did, to go out to get a new USB cable because the old one died and I needed to transfer audio from my phone. How many Soddingwell micro USB cables have I burned through over the years? So many. At least... One, two, three... I think three from Poundland, and then three from previous mobile phones. They are just crap. The tiny micro USB end of the cable always breaks. 
the little prongs stop gripping the sockets and then you're screwed. They're just horrible. I hope we just move over to a different standard. I'm just sick of it. It's the most useless format ever invented. I suppose some may say that micro HDMI is pretty bad as well, and arguably worse because it's in more expensive devices and it's a more expensive cable. But yeah, I hate micro USB cables. Although it did give me the opportunity to get some exercise, I quickly had to jump into the car, drive to Poundland and get another one from Poundland. And by the way, not £1, but £1.50. And that is the story of how pod 471 was uploaded today. Despite the hellish quality of micro USB. Let's move on to something hilarious. Greta Thunberg versus Andrew Tate. Let's get ready to rumble! Andrew Tate is a rich, arrogant, misogynistic ex-MMA fighter and YouTuber in his 30s who sounds a lot like Dave Bautista's character in Glass Onion, which we talked about in Pod 471. He tried flexing on Twitter, boasting about his wealth, his cars, and the emissions they're producing, and completely failed to intimidate 19-year-old environmental activist, who we all know, Greta Thunberg, who in turn destroyed him with a few choice words over Twitter. Further rubbing salt into the wounds, police tracked him down and arrested him on human trafficking charges after recognising a pizza box in his response video. (laughs) Fate can be a right bastard. Oh, that actually made me laugh a bit. Which is good, because I'm not feeling that laughy lately. Laughy? I feel, in fact, like I'm trapped on a desert island. This item is titled, Trapped on a Desert Island Syndrome. I'm not even sure that there is such a thing as Desert Island Syndrome, but there's lots of syndromes, so who knows? It could be a drome. If you can use the word drome on its own. If Desert Island is indeed a syndrome, then I've got it. Solo podcasting and solo solitaire. Life in general is driving me up the twist. Podcasting, as I've long and bitterly discovered, is about the least social thing you can do. I thought when I started there'd be this warm, embracing bosom of a community. Bosom of a... well, yeah, embracing anyway. The truth is, no, there isn't. Community, don't make me laugh. I had hoped to be part of a community of fellow UK geek podcasters when I started. I didn't find that. I just found a bunch of petty, competitive gits instead, and I've probably become one of those gits. Ironically, the larger podcasts seem far more likely to interact with you than the really small ones. Because people are pants. As well as my fellow podcasters, 
audience participation has been appalling as well. And you've heard me complain about that many times. So please, I'm asking you, if you listen, do me a favour, spread the word that this show exists. I have been around for 10 years, it's not as if I haven't put enough time in. Please comment, review, and support me as well, if you can. Yes, I know there's a global crisis at the moment, but if you can afford to, throw me a couple of galactic creds, that would really help. With all that said, I should also point out to any competitors that I do not plan on folding. I am not shutting shop. So many other podcasters have decided to throw in the towel long ago. I will not. That whole thing about YouTube that I was talking about earlier, part of the reason for that is say what you will about YouTube, but it is far easier to get audience participation on that platform. It may not be the audience participation that you want. It may be hate speech, but there'll be a reaction. I get bugger all reaction regularly from these pods. Maybe it's something in my demeanour. Did you feel the sarcasm there? Did you feel the dark side of the force? Ah. There's also added to my dilemma at the moment the fact that my mother and father are still clinically vulnerable, so I have to be careful about meeting people because of infection. It has, in fact, got so lonely here that I've started talking to YouTubers. Talking not as in commenting or interacting normally, which I very occasionally do, but actually talking to the screen in the same way that lonely people talk to the TV. We've all been there, don't lie. Even if COVID-19 was not a factor, there's my age, culture and health to contend with in order to have a reasonable and viable social life. I've talked about socialising many, many times in this podcast because it is part of life and I'm a geek and it's geek life. Refer to previous pods for my views on socialising, dating or the lack thereof. Believe me, it has not been for lack of trying. I've tried geek groups. I've tried geek organisations. I have tried non-geek organisations, singles clubs. I've tried a hell of a lot of crap. And yeah, my Robinson Crusoe beard attests that John Don's No Man is an island is wrong. It is very, very wrong. It may be bullshit unless I have got the context of that poem wrong. I haven't read the whole poem. I just know that John Don wrote a poem called No Man is an Island. Maybe I should have read it first. Maybe it means something completely different. Who the hell knows? Let's move on. Clown suit. (laughs) Ah, talk about a see-sawing tone. Here we have the reason for the title of this episode. Which is, I have to wear a clown suit for my health. Clown suit. Okay. 
I was told some time ago to wear looser trousers and lose weight as my sciatic nerves getting a bit squashed and this causes me some discomfort. I was told that it was a similar thing suffered by long distance lorry drivers. I'm not sure why they should suffer that in particular. But yeah, weight, tight trousers, not a good combination. It's also, though not the only reason, for my bad back, for which I wish I could sue a whole series of employers who insisted that us computer chaps sat, moused, and typed for years. And then when it looked like there was going to be a lawsuit, they all said, oh no, you're allowed to take frequent breaks, and then you try taking a frequent break. Then there's also podcast editing and podcasting and typing up show notes. None of that stuff helps. Anyway, I usually do wear a loose elastic belt around my jeans, but my pyjamas all tend to have tight, unadjustable elastic around the waist. So I've abandoned them. Oh, by the way, I've abandoned my pyjama trousers, not trousers in general, which would get you arrested. I am instead wearing, around the house for lounging, an enormous pair of jogging pants, bought for me originally in error in Mauritius, but now I'm thankful that I have them. I'm also looking for a pair of braces, That will put even less strain on my middle. I'm looking for a pair of non-utilitarian braces, something brightly (laughs) coloured. Because I don't want to look like some kind of fascist. As well as that, I need a new pair of soft giant slippers. Because my old giant fluffy mules have worn through. I think... You know where this is going. Try to form a picture in your mind. The final touch is... And it has to be... No, not the red nose. But a rubber squirty flower. I don't think that's strictly necessary, though it could help with hydration. Okay, I probably don't need the rubber squirty flower. I just wanted one. After... (laughs) Having to look for all this other stuff, I thought, you know what, why not just go the whole hog? Oh, this is even more absurd than being prescribed comic books as a child. Though I am grateful that I was prescribed comic books. When I say prescribed, it wasn't an official prescription. The speech therapist suggested to my father that he bought me comic books so that I could read them aloud and it would help me speak properly. Well, you can see how well that's helped. Well, it's helped a little, I suppose, but I'm a bit slurry and clicky. That's a physical thing. Oh, okay. We need to stop talking about this. To summarise, though, add the clown suit into the loneliness equation and a touch of late middle-aged bloke syndrome, another drome, which includes motorbikes, gigging, sailing, and other things. 
Well, the point I'm trying to make is that if I wanted to be less eccentric and perhaps more people approachable, I don't know that I'm at all succeeding. By the way, don't ask me about the motorbiking, you'll only encourage me. Mixed pudding. Last year's leftover Christmas pudding mixed with the leftover of this year's Christmas pudding is on the future menu card of Castle Royenstein when we recover from Christmas dinner. We're working our way up to it. Christmas dinner was so rich, it's just taken it out of us. And not just Christmas dinner, but Boxing Day dinner and the day after Boxing Day dinner. Oh, it's been a bit much. Though there is something pleasingly poetic about ending the year like that. Mixing the old pudding with the new pudding. Though I do hope we will survive it. And by the way, Christmas pudding, if you're not from the UK, it's a very rich fruit and sugary pudding. And very little will make it rot or spoil. Because it is so rich. <laughs> I'm not selling it, am I? While we're talking food, I found out about some ye not so oldy recipes. I was reminded when I saw this BBC pod that I didn't listen to, but I saw the description of the episode, and it was about ciabatta the Italian olive oily bread. The show notes in that episode stated that it was, in fact, invented in 1982, and not in some Renaissance bakery frequented by Leonardo da Vinci. Did you also know that the ancient-sounding Cornish Yarg is based on farmers Alan and Jenny Gray's discovery, yes, that word was in inverted commas, of a centuries-old recipe for the cheese in their attic, noted down by some famous someone or other. I just can't remember. Right. Yeah, sure. You found it in your attic. <laughs> How about Irish whiskey? I think I heard this in a podcast as well. I'm, yeah, I'm pretty sure I did. Apparently, Irish whiskey was invented in 1943. Okay, that is quite old, but it's not as old as I thought it would be. I thought it would be around the time when coffee started to be popular, a couple of hundred years ago. What have I learned from this bizarre fact about ciabatta? As if I haven't gotten enough problems with reality as it is, but yeah, nothing is real. Nothing is real. You can't trust anything. And that is it for my rambling monologue slash diatribe slash stream of consciousness for this episode. After show. Okay, let's do the after show. The Christmas podcast madness is over, thank God. First, the tone of this episode, 472, was challenging. 
That is because Christmas is a challenging time. If you too feel rather ropey, I really do hope that this didn't make you feel a lot worse. I hope there was some humour in what I was saying, even though I was speaking the truth. If you have any suggestions on how I should deal with the situation that I find myself in, let me know. I can just imagine a lot of people writing and say, belt up! Which actually makes sense, sort of, because of that whole thing about the sciatic nerve and the elastic belts and the clown trousers belt. Uh, never mind. Finally, 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 the slew of holiday episodes I just threw at you is over. As of this episode, we are back to alternate review and revisit shows. For that fact, I am very relieved. Because, frankly, the pace of doing these shows was killing me. But it is still good to be podcasting, even with all the problems, even with a lack of enthusiastic support or comments or bloody well anything. I am still podcasting. So, see you on the ether again soon. The show that I just rushed through, how did I get through all that stuff in 32 minutes and 30 seconds? is made by me. I am the sole producer and presenter and editor. My name is Roy Matur. I'm a writer. I should write more. I will write more. Matur is spelt M-A-T-H-U-R. You can find more about me or get in touch at roymatur.com. If you want to help, and the sounds of my crackling and creaking bones throughout this podcast hasn't put you off, please review and rate the show on whatever platform you are listening to it on. Please also recommend it to a friend or mortal enemy. Or click on the contact or support link on the website. Galactic Groats. You can support me with Galactic Groats. Do you remember Galactic Groats? From which fiction is that? Stainless Steel Rat? I remember Galactic Credits from 2000 AD. Hmm. Anyway, the show is over. I shouldn't still be adding new stuff to the show. So this is time to say goodbye and say again thanks for tuning in. As ever, you were listening to Captain Roy's Rusty Rocket Radio Show, the stupidly titled UK Geek Science Fiction, Fantasy and Horror Podcast. Episode 472, recorded on Monday the 2nd of January 2023. And the time at the end of the show is 23.31.10. Thanks for listening, and bye-bye for now. Bye!